Hey, listeners out there, welcome to this week's episode of the High Impact Man podcast, where we're bringing to you a man by the name of John Bowles, who goes by Gypsy in the F3 world. This is a guy that I think you'll really be inspired by. He found F3, and he has not looked back to being a high-impact man since that time. Uh, really grabbed a hold of the culture and has been doing some amazing things, not only for for himself to get in, in better shape and to get healthier, uh, but he has, he has started this organization called Speed for Need that you really want to hear about. He is... Um, impacting folks that have different physical challenges and giving them the need to get uh, giving them the ability to get out there and participate in 5k's 10k's half marathons with uh in these special buggies that the guys of f3 from around the country are pushing these folks through these races and giving them the chance to to feel like they're on a roller coaster to feel like they're out there wind in their hair and just having a great experience and he's going to tell us all about it so sit back and enjoy Welcome to the High Impact Man podcast. High impact men from across the nation sharing their stories of inspiration, encouragement, and hope. Gosh, seek transformational relationships. What you're hearing from the culture is not right. Pick up the six, you know what I mean? But you never know who your six sometimes is. Stop being less. To help others become the virtuous leaders they are called to be and that our nation desperately needs. Well, welcome to the first episode of the High Impact Man podcast in 2023. Yeah. We are, we're actually recording it in 2022, but this will drop January 2nd, uh, 2023, the new year. Uh, so we're going to uh, bring it. We actually have two guys we're going to interview today, and uh, so we should be uh, uh, chronologically, just to keep you in, in, informed, Today is what the twenty eighth of Today December. It's the twenty eighth. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever we talk about, you guys, it'll be uh, past history by next week if, if we talk about anything that's current. We will have not yet seen the ball drop. So if we, anything, yeah. So if anything exciting happens between now and then with the with the ball drop or maybe some football games, right? Uh, we we'll, we won't know about it. Yeah, we got the bowl games coming up. The NFL winding yeah. down. So if if we say something stupid, don't don't think that we like just are not up to date with current events. Or we just might be stupid. They haven't happened yet, or, or we could just be stupid. That's right. But yeah, I think two two great episodes I think we'll be recording today, and so mm-hmm. I think we'll be kicking off 2023 with some some good episodes on the High Impact Man podcast. Yeah, we have some High Impact Men uh, here. I mean, today we've got Gypsy, and we're going to introduce him in a minute, uh, but man, his story's great. I just only know a little bit of it right now, because I got his bio. He was recommended, as most of our guests are, and um, we'll, we're going to hear from him and let him tell his story. Uh, my name is Nevin Gorky. I'm known as DFib to... Uh, the guys in F3. I'm, I'm your host along with my co-host, Troy Klinger, known as Dial-Up. Dial-Up, this morning at our 30 for 30 beatdown in our Namorama, I almost said your name for me. I, I heard you start it. I saw the, the back blast. And yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. You just want to be like me? Yeah, who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> my lips were kind of numb. It was kind of cold. Smart men don't want to be me. That's uh, that's who. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, we've got uh, Gypsy uh, here with us from Richmond, Virginia, right, Gypsy? Yes, sir. How y'all doing today? Oh, man, we're doing great. And, yeah. I, you know, you guys, uh, we talked about it uh, before we started the broadcast. You had some uh, low temperatures down in Virginia. I guess you're not totally uh, uh, immune from a cold weather in the winter. Virginia's a little better than us, but not too bad. Uh, we were uh, the central Virginia. Central Virginia definitely gets its temperatures. I think uh, a little bit. I say Friday it was eight degrees, so that was a that was uh, a little chilly yeah. uh, for a Saturday morning run. So yeah. there's, I would say that that is definitely below the freezing point. Oh yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, we had uh, Saturday. It was zero, right? Zero. Yeah, I think I think that storm pretty much Ooh. covered all of F three Nation within the uh, continental United States. Like yeah. it was it was well below normal temperatures for. Yeah, I, I we, my wife country. and I uh, lived and worked down in Sarasota, Florida, a few years ago, and I contacted my guys down there. I said, uh, "You guys gonna be okay? Let me send you some winter coats because <laughs> it was gonna get down in the 30s there." I said, "I don't, I won't feel too bad for you. You can make it till Tuesday when the expected high was 80 again." So, anyway. oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah how, so, do guys, how do our guys up north handle that? I mean, I've seen, I, I hear from, from our guys up in Chicago, I hear from our guys out in Minnesota, and I see what they're wearing. I just don't understand how you get down and do burpees in those full, you know, snowsuits that they have to do those <laughs> workouts when it's like minus 20 degrees. So I don't, yeah, I don't it, get it, but it has a little know, layer sure, of, uh, 90 degrees. A little, a little layer of uh, difficulty, but, um, but Saturday I had four layers on. I didn't have any winter coat on, but I had four layers on top. I had two layers on bottom. I had three pair of socks on, and my feet were still frozen. My, I couldn't feel my toes at the end. Um, the only thing that was really exposed and bad was my face, though. I didn't, you know, I don't have a face covering. Toward, towards the end of the pre-run, my eyes were starting to get that like frozen feel to them. To yeah. Where, like, yeah, I can see why some guys, when it gets much colder, than that you know, start wearing ski goggles and stuff. This yeah. this made me chuckle though because I had, I grabbed a screenshot that I had seen somewhere about this. It's it's a it's a I can't show it because we're obviously audio only, but it says weather warning: Southerners are urged not to travel unless absolutely necessary. Necessary. Northern, <laughs> Northerners, you will need your big coat. <laughs> <laughs> Right. That's all relative, right? That's right. Yeah, the people in Wisconsin and, you know, North Dakota. Oh, yeah, they think we're right like, here in PA. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're like negative 30. They're out there working out. Yeah, I saw a couple of backgrounds and, uh, and, and videos from the guys out, like, in the Midwest. Not to drop <laughs> any names, brutal. but we have a PAX member who decided not to show up on Saturday for fear of frostbite. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, anyway... All you all, all you people out there in North Dakota and Wisconsin, all the land of the ice and snow yeah. like us, feel free to make fun of him. I said I'm not going to drop his name, so I'm not going to tell you that his name is Half Thor. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> there's oh, that. Goodness. He does wear shorts all the time. He said he won't work out without shorts, but you know, whatever. Yeah. All right, so Gypsy, tell us your your. We, uh, huh? we have a theory too, right? They don't make they don't make pants in thirty six twenty. Well, <laughs> sorry, I just had to put it out there. Hey, man, he's a squatty lady. We're going to be an entertaining podcast. Yeah, as well, well. <laughs> Hopefully we are. <laughs> All right, Gypsy, so tell us, uh, your uh, what's your real name? I've already forgotten it. John? Yeah, it's John Bowles. John Bowles. Yes, I forgot the last name. I'm sorry. So, so Gypsy, tell us your uh, your F3 story, like how you got uh, involved with H3. H, yeah, H3. <laughs> That's that other workout group. Uh, F3. <laughs> How you got involved with F3, who EH'd you, and, uh, you know, tell us how you got your name. Oh, goodness. All right, so the origin story, the then and now. So, actually, for me, it started with my neighbor. Uh, his name is Kent Lloyd, uh, so he goes by Christmas. Uh, one of those dumb and dumber references with the last name of Lloyd. But, uh, yeah, it was just, uh, as, uh, as we hear from so many other uh, individuals that have been on your podcast, it was, uh, was the typical 100% sad clown thinking life was great the way that I had it at the point in time, but uh, actually going through that male loneliness that uh, most of us don't realize we're smack dab in the middle of when all of a sudden you know, we decide to, to wake up and knock that jester off of our, off our back. But I was that uh, two-pack-a-day smoker, alcohol every day, uh, going through the motions at work every day, doing nothing more than looking for that next promotion, 
just uh, not exactly the best version that I could be on a regular basis. And uh, one day I was up at the uh, up at the local local watering hole at the bar, and Christmas hit me up and said, "Hey, why don't you join me at this uh, this workout we do?" And I had grown up in the gyms. I grew up, you know, in in high school. I played uh, soccer. I was a, a wrestler, swimming. So I was like, "Yeah, it's just another workout." You know, I had. I, I went to various gyms. I had the various gym cards to prove that I actually still stayed in shape to do things and went to my first workout at Kevlar in Area 51, uh, Matthews area, south of Charlotte. And um, literally, uh, I literally had a, a gut check there. It was no more than a few minutes in and I could barely, barely breathe. These guys weren't even breaking a sweat yet. Most of them were older than I was at the time. Uh, just, completely being drugged through the dirt just trying to get through it but uh just my my determination is the only reason why i kept on going through it and uh there was a couple guys at the time didn't know who they were uh but uh um one of them was uh horsehead uh came back <laughs> for me uh, grabbed me uh made sure that uh, i finished out the the workout and kept me going through and by the end of the workout, they were, you know, doing that typical FNG pepper you with questions, you know, where have you been? What have you done? All these types of things. And quite honestly, guys, I literally, I mean, people talk about it all the time where you just can't breathe, you know, you're just winded. I literally could not breathe. There was nothing coming out. I was, I was done. Um, they finally just hit me up with just a, uh, a regular question, you know, okay, where are you from? And I still couldn't breathe. I just muttered out everywhere. I'm like, okay, next. He's Gypsy. We're not getting anything out of him. So, uh, so name kind of stuck with Gypsy, and it, it followed me um, from that point forward. I quit smoking that day, went home, threw away a half a carton of cigarettes, haven't smoked since. I'm pushing 2,000 days coming up here soon of, of not smoking. I've gone from not being able to run 100 yards to being uh, the director of expansion for Speed for Need, which is an off uh, a, an organization that branched out of uh, out of F3. Uh, at this point, we're you know we're we're out there training every day. I'm helping guys you know get into you know the running community and uh, basically trade one addiction for another, guys. I traded that smoking addiction yeah. into that workout addiction, and uh, still just rolling with it. So you know, I think uh, I think Christmas as much as I can to you know as often as I can. I still keep up in touch with him, even though I'm not in that area. I know he just had a his first 2.0 and is out there hitting the gloom every morning as well. So. Um, just glad to glad to be part of the F three part of the part of the nation on that part. Yeah, that's that's pretty amazing. I, I got to ask you how how many times did it take for Christmas to mm-hmm. to uh, EHU and you know go at, get after you and stuff before you finally uh, submitted? Honestly, for me, it was the one time. Oh, okay. I've, I've heard of guys being hit up multiple times, and it takes a, a whole lot. Uh, but for me, I was like, I don't know why, but it was on a Thursday night. He said, "Hey, let's go do this." tomorrow morning and i don't know i was three or four you know old fashions or whiskeys in at the time so sure, why not i got nothing better to do so i got up and actually smoked a cigarette before i went to the workout that was a bad idea um and um yeah it was the next morning that everything changed literally instantly overnight and uh i traded in i even traded in my job guys i mean i was i was so focused in on that 80 to 120 hours a week getting that next job and spreadsheets and everything else that I was missing time with my kids. I was missing time, you know, with uh, friends and family and got centered. Uh, you know, I started reading that, um, reading uh, about F3 and it, what it's really about, not just the workout. Yeah. And, you know, found my centrica, got centered 
started a new job where I actually could have uh, you know time with the with the kids and family and, and traveling and going out and seeing other F three Nation locations and you know I, like I sent you on the bio there's certain things that I've seen because of F three that I wouldn't have before I mean seeing the sunset o- over you know the the Vulcan statue uh, in Birmingham. It's not something that you can replicate. You know, it's, you know, you, there's no promotion out there that's going to be able to, to give you your kids enjoyment seeing, you know, the, you know, the whale sharks in the, in the zoo in Georgia. It's just not going to happen. So traded all those in and really got closer with my family on that. Kind of stuff, so. That's awesome. It was, a, yeah. it, was a, it was a game changer, man. It was a game changer. Yeah. How, um, how overweight were you when you started? Were you, you know, uh, overweight by a lot? No, no, I really wasn't. Uh, I was, uh, I had, uh, I guess what you would call in today's world, the dad bod. Yeah. <laughs> so I had that nice, uh, had that nice, uh, belly going at the time. Uh, really no muscle underneath kind of scenarios. I was, uh, pushing about 190, which my, my race weight now is about 172. So I wasn't too terribly bad, but it was just, yeah, there was just nothing there. There's no substance to it. Yeah, how tall are you? Six foot. Oh wow! So he's my my big, height. Big frame, yeah, one seventy two. Yeah, I got a. That's I'd have to get. That's a lot of weight I'd have to drop to get to one seventy two. Yeah, he's a pretty lean, mean runner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll say. I don't think I'm too fat. I'm a little fat, but I'm getting there, man. I'm like two twelve now, and but you're getting faster. Hey, you I'm know, faster. weight's dropping. Hey, I'm getting man. faster. I get out there and I run with my Clydesdale friends all the time, buddy. I mean, they just don't stop. <laughs> so you're right there. I mean, there's rabbits and Clydesdales, man. Keep on rolling, buddy. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Every Friday, the last Friday of every month, actually, we have a, which is this Friday here at uh, one of our AOs called Curry. We have a bro code run, which is obviously bro code. You're rolling with the, uh, the, the entire pack stays together. It's a four mile route and the, the rabbits, if you get out to a corner and you're out in front of everybody, you turn back. So doesn't matter what your speed is, doesn't matter what your size is. You're out there and you're getting it done, and we all support each other with it. So, so weight's not a, weight's not a factor, man. It's just an excuse not to get it done, right? Right. Yeah. I, so I'm sitting here thinking, like, I don't know whether we've had any guests that it's it's been like a, a light switch or like a just so instant as far as like yeah, it, it grabbing a hold of them and then making life changes. Right. Uh, I mean, it sounds so drastic and like bam, night and day, like you said, complete 180. Uh, and, and grabbing a hold of the F3 culture and what, what it's really about being more than, more than a workout. And so cool, cool to, cool to hear your story of how, how quick it and instant it happened. Really neat. Yeah. It's a well, great story. You, you have to be ready for it. You have to be, yeah. you have to be in that position in your life to be, to be looking to make that change in the first place. Yep. So yeah. it is, um, yeah. I am grateful for, for Christmas and the rest of my, you know, my shield lock there in that area, you know, Madison, in the area 51 area we keep in touch quite a bit as well but then continuing those continuing those trends as i've moved and now in the you know the rva the richmond area uh setting up those same types of friendships and those guardrails you know my, my buddies here make sure that i i stay within my own my own guardrails um yeah and stay centered as well well, that's awesome. Um, let me let me just back up uh, time a little bit. Uh, I like to talk to each guest about where they grew up and what that was like. So, tell me, wh- where'd you grow up? What was your family life like? What was that like? What was that all about? Well, thus the name is Gypsy. So, uh, actually, I was born down in Hollywood, Florida, and then uh, we moved to Virginia. Then we moved to 
Indiana, back to Virginia, to Kentucky, another place in Virginia. Spent some time in Italy, got back, uh, went out to Hawaii, lived there for a little bit, uh, then to North Carolina, and now back into Central Virginia. So coming all over the place. It wasn't military. It was uh, my my father was a government contractor and also with electronics back. Uh, you know, I'm 46 years old. So back in the 70s and 80s, it was still evolving quite a bit. Um, and so we went where the work was, and I really got around uh, to all these different locations. So I do call Virginia home. It is. Uh, where I did spend most of my uh, most of my formative years, like I said in in high school, I, I went to high school in Hampton, Virginia. Uh, so shout out to to all my my packs down there in uh, Hampton Roads. I've yeah. down there with those guys uh, as well. Um, but um, yeah, it was it was a little bit everywhere, man. So I've got a little bit of a uh, little bit of experience traveling. Uh, so Gypsy fits perfectly, and then uh, as I went into the Troubadour side of the house at F3. I, I continued to that, that expansion or that traveling uh, mantra. Yeah, that's that's a that's quite a, a list of places that you lived. Yeah, all over the place. <laughs> other, other than Virginia, what was your favorite place? I would have to say Hawaii. I lived on the north shore of Oahu, uh-huh. uh, a little a little town called Kahuku on. Um, the northernmost point of the North Shore. So it's the country of Hawaii. I love the country. I'm not a big city person. Yeah. So um, that was my favorite, but I'm quickly turning uh, my favorite now into a little uh, section that I bought out at Lake Anna, about 90 acres of land at, right in central Virginia, Lake Anna. Uh, it's one of my New Year's resolutions this year. I know that I heard uh, in your last podcast, you're talking about resolutions as well. Yeah. Um, New Year's resolution this year. So part of that 90 acres, I've talked to a, uh, a few individuals uh, on the in F3 Nation, and uh, I'm going to be working on breaking ground on an F3 camp location. So 10 acres of it, uh, basically handing over to uh, F3 Nation's um, outdoor camping, trying to get back to some of that original spirit, basically, of what the Boy Scouts were, you know, learning how to uh, bow hunt, learning how to, you know, use knives properly, uh, learning how to make campfires, things like that, that were original. Um, so having 10 acres in the back that, uh, I've got a break ground on, it's completely raw land right now. So I've got to, you know, take down the trees and make the campsites and do all that kind of stuff. This so, going to be an uh, F3 camp? Uh, it's going to be a camp that I will be working with F3. So it's not going to, I can't say that it's an F3 camp, obviously, uh, just because we're not going to hold F3 accountable to any of those things. But I have uh, talked to uh, multiple individuals within the, the upline of F3 about this. So it'll be for F3 uh, dads and 2.0 camps for anybody that's tied in with the F3 nation or FIAs uh, to be able to come out there and do primitive camping. Um, and just learn how to do that. Have a few of uh, we obviously have quite a few F three individuals that are ex uh, military, ex special mm-hmm. forces, things like that. Having them come out and doing some safety classes and things along that line as well. That's so cool. I just love when we hear. Yeah, about I'm really this. looking forward. Yeah, like <laughs> really, really looking forward to, to cutting the ground on that this year. It's been two years in the making since I, uh, I was sitting down at a lunch uh, in Charlotte. Um, I believe uh, Drop Thrill mentioned it in his. Uh, discussions with y'all as well. We would have monthly launches in downtown Charlotte, and various yeah. individuals would come in. I was uh, I was talking to the uh, the esteemed Frank uh, Dark 
dark helmet about something along this line. He said, Hey, you know, if you think it's a good idea, see what you can get done with it. So I bought the land and, uh, the front 80 acres is going to be my plate. Well, actually the front 75 acres can be my playground. Five acres for that's going to be my house. And the, the uh, 10 acres that rolls up next to the Creek that heads out to Lake Anna is going to be a uh, 10 acres. And I'm going to start working on getting the campgrounds going for. That's so, yeah. So you did connect the dots for me. Cause I'm like something like this was talked about before and I couldn't remember who it was and it was dropped till. So yeah. yeah. Cause he had talked about some of the things that were coming. Wes. And he did talk about this kind of like camp type setting. And so here yeah. it is. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. We get a peek behind the curtain on this podcast. Yeah. Cool stuff. Of course, everyone does because we're broadcasting it, I guess. True. Yeah. So <laughs> that's why you still listen. All right. <laughs> get your breaking news here at the High Impact Man podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's very cool, man. You know, I, you're, you're, uh, you're like on fire. You know, you're like a zealot, right? I mean, you went to this, the first beat down. Next thing you know, you're going cold turkey on the cigarettes. You embrace the, the whole culture of F3. You become a leader in it. We're going to talk a little bit more about that stuff. But, uh, but that this, you know, it truly is a high impact, man, right? It, yeah. He's just like, this is what happens when you can embrace what I, what something like F3 has to offer. Obviously we're, we love F3 and it's, yeah. you know, part of it. Uh, we, we hope to get other men that are not part of F3 to listen to this kind of stuff because, you know, you could do all this stuff in your own life. Uh, one of the things about F3 is you are free to lead, right? And it's just, so I, I'm just really, uh, really inspired by this. That's very cool, man. So did you play any sports when you were growing up? Were you athletic? I did. Yeah, I, I did. So I played soccer growing up. Uh, I was also, and I know you guys uh, coach. Uh, so it's also uh, wrestling and soccer. Um, did quite a bit of time uh, in the ring as well, in the cage, doing a little bit of MMA. Uh, so I stayed active, stayed stayed physically active uh, throughout my life. Oh, you did say that you played Obviously soccer. Obviously, when I was in Hawaii. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, when you're moving around like that, like, I know like a guy, military kids. They move, you're in a new town all the time and there's uh, frequently have to sort of defend themselves, you know, growing up because other kids and stuff like that. Did you experience that? Quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So and it wasn't necessarily, I mean, yes. Uh, I mean, you wind up having to, to do that. I would say that it's more so I was in the, the male bravado, obviously. Um, I didn't, I, I don't see it the same on the other side uh, for the females. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. Uh, obviously they've got their own forms and challenges as well. Uh, but yes, you definitely, you definitely have to learn how to, how to take care of yourself at times. And, and you said MMA, right? In there at some point, how, how old were, were you when you were doing MMA? Um, so tough man MMA, I was in my twenties. Um, that was another time that I just quit on the spot on the fly. I actually was doing pretty good. Uh, I was living in Kentucky at the time and I came home and my daughter was, uh, four or five and I had a black eye, had a really good, uh, had a good, uh, good fight that night. Um, so I wasn't too beat up at all, but the other guy wound up, uh, breaking his jaw and doing some pretty good damage on him. And my daughter just asked me if I was okay. I said, yeah, I'm fine. Um, you know, what's, you know, are you all right? She said, well, you know, she's asking me in her little toddler voice, well, you know, my, my eye didn't look good. And, um, at that point in time, uh, it just clicked in my head that, you know, eventually somebody's going to do to me what I did to that person that night. And, um, it's not, you know, it's not worth it. I got, I got a little one at home. So what in the heck am I doing? So I just had to change my life around and, yeah. and stop doing that kind of nonsense as well. Mm, that's fascinating. Yeah. So, um, you're married. How many kids do you have? Um, uh, not married. Uh, oh, two yeah, kids. I'm sorry. So, yeah. no, okay. 
So uh, I have two, Madeline, 23, and uh, John, who's also uh, F3, been out in F3 right now. He's away at college at uh, the Military Institute, VMI, and he's 20. So they're both doing great. (laughs) So I I can't wait to go visit my daughter in a couple weeks here. So she's down in Florida, right outside of uh, Orlando and and kissing me. So I'm going to go visit her and and warm up a little bit this winter. That's a great idea. Yeah. (laughs) We're going on a cruise to the, uh, to the Caribbean at the end of January. So my wife and I try at least twice a year to get, yeah, you always escape the winter at some point uh, with a cruise or something. Yeah. Well, my wife insists on it and I totally agree. So. We do it. Yeah. So what do you do for, uh, for your mammon for work? What do you do? Uh, so I actually help lead a team within cyber threat management for Wells Fargo. So the, uh, what, what my organization does is we help with the implementation and the strategies of cyber threat management. So all of the ethical hackers are within the organization. Uh, the, we have some, a team of engineers, cyber threat intelligence. Uh, I have the strategic intelligence and outreach team. So the, the groups that work with all of our three-letter government agencies to find out what's happening actually behind the scenes that nobody really hears about to make sure that the, the banks are safe. So we keep, we keep the bad guys out of the money is what we try to do. Wow. That's incredible. That that must be like an ongoing, ever-changing field. I can tell you the last two weeks have been some extremely busy times uh, with the geopolitical scenarios that are happening within the world today. Um, Those things don't happen for free. So the bad guys are constantly trying to get money to, to pay for those scenarios especially when there's sanctions on their various countries. Um, so it um, it definitely keeps us busy, for sure. Make sure that uh, we're staying on our toes because it, it's a cat, cat and mouse item. I mean, if, if a person builds a way to keep people out, well, a person can find a way to, to get through it. So we always have to be one step ahead or, or else bad things happen. So yeah. it's been a really, really busy uh, December, just to say the least. Yeah, yeah. wow. To, to me, that's always just – probably incomprehensible for us like what's going on behind the scenes yeah you know from an uh from an it perspective you know of these guys that are scamming and you know finding finding ways to to hack hack like i I, i'm not using the right words i'm sure and i'm an it guy and i don't know why i'm stumbling on my words but but yeah i i I don't do cybersecurity or anything like that i'm just a humble little it guy that does an electronic health record uh but yeah mind-boggling probably what's going on like you have this like mini little cyber war going on right yeah it's yeah yeah so i I explain to my family quite often on this one when they ask about you know what my what i know about and ideas and thoughts and things like that and most of my family are you know they're just as much of a nerd as i am they've seen the matrix (laughs) (laughs) and plus we also talk about the drp uh within f3 it's very similar with cyber. So if I hire people in and they may have had a very niche kind of thing, but they didn't fully understand what was under the covers. Uh, I, I do tell them that you have to be careful what all you get involved in, because some of the stuff that you read about here, like, ah, that's not true. That's, you know, that's made up. No, it's some of it is. <laughs> some of it is true. <laughs> it's like, I did not need to know that. I slept much better at night, not knowing that that actually happened. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm like so. Dial-up told me I'm what technologically retarded or something. What's, what's I didn't it? say that. I wouldn't use that word. What's the word? <laughs> impaired. Impaired. Technologically impaired. There we go. Disabled. There I don't we know. Go. Uh, so anyway, you know, when I look at things like something comes across my phone, I don't trust anything now. 
Like I'm probably yeah. deleting things yep. I shouldn't be deleting yeah, yeah. because I just don't trust anything That's anymore. All right, though. What yeah, those- I mean, let's be let's be honest with each other, though, guys. And I know that we don't want to dive down into a full cyber conversation on this, but bad guys don't care what you have. Right. You don't. You're not worth the effort that it's going to take to get into your individual accounts. They need big dollars. Yeah. Big big dollars. Now, I'm not saying you guys don't have big dollars, but what I am saying is that to them, you're not billions. And that's what they're looking for. They're not going to fund things with hundreds and thousands. Well, thanks. You made me feel so. better. <laughs> you feel safe. Right? So you're good. You're good. There's some low level safe. thieves like, out there know. that are trying to get my money, though, right? Sure. I had somebody down in Florida that opened up a Comcast account with my, with my, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was just classic stolen identity, right? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. like why? Um, you know, well, you, that's you, like you, all of these things that you see. All the things that you see to say, you know, hey, see if you're on the dark web. I'm going to save everybody listen to your podcast a little bit of time right now. Okay. You're on the dark web. I <laughs> promise you your information is out there. <laughs> if you have ever logged into electronics and put your name on anything, you're there. I promise. Yeah. The dark web. <laughs> I don't even want to know about that. You don't want to know about that. No, I don't want to know about the dark web. I, I guess the thing that always fascinates me <laughs> or intrigues me with uh, like cybersecurity stuff like this is these these guys that you're that you're battling. Could you imagine the good they could accomplish in the world if if they were using their skill set, you know, on the, on the other side of the fence, right? And and do you ever I, yeah do, do you ever see guys like jump and like you know kind of see the lights like you know wow what I'm doing is really bad maybe I should actually try and prevent guys from, from like me from from getting. Uh, into these systems and, and stealing money essentially or stealing information. You know, I can't say that I do because a lot of them are uh, anonymous and I know there's a group called anonymous, but a lot of the individuals right. are anonymous. So you really wouldn't quite know about it, but to be fair guys um, on a, on a realistic note on this piece of it, a lot of the individuals that are in this type of world have been uh, like a better term kidnapped by uh, larger organizations, whether it's gangs down in South America or if it's uh, the DPRK, North Korea, uh, China, where they have these individuals that have been professors or have talent in the IT side, and um, they'll kidnap them and they put them in these locations. So, like, you have to find us. I'm making these numbers up right now, um, but you have to find us a million dollars over the next year, or we're going to kill you and your family. So it's not necessarily always somebody that's just out there trying to be nefarious as well. So there's a yeah. large global problem with this that's not really spoken to. Yeah. That um, that's behind closed doors on itself. Yeah, I've seen Ozark. Uh, huh. Yeah, so it's a little bit Ozark? more challenging. Uh, yeah, same thing. Yes, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the really good ones get recruited by the CIA. I've seen other movies. Yeah, this is fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> Or, or the banks. Or the banks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. I'm happy in my own little world here in Danville, Pennsylvania. Thank you very much. See, uh, there you go. There you go. So I, I just happened to notice your Dolphins Cup. <laughs> yes. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah, born, down, born down in uh, Hollywood, Florida, right outside of Miami. Yeah. So, uh, been, yeah. a, been a tough December, Dolphins, right? Dolphins. It has been a tough few decades, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since Bob Grease. You know what? <laughs> Yeah, 
so once once they actually uh, find their rhythm and they're doing better again, I'm not going to be considered bandwagon. That's for sure. No, yeah, you know, when you win one game a season and you're still there for them, but you know, right. it does make it more exciting when they win, though. Sure, because you weren't expecting it. Well, it's about expectations, right? I mean, you should say how mad I was on Saturday. You know, I'm an Eagles fan. You know, last. One game all year and freaking Cowboys. I hate the Cowboys. All games, right? I don't really hate anybody, but I could hate an organization. Strongly dislike them. No, I hate them. Okay. I want them to lose every single game. (laughs) Hate the Cowboys. Anyway, um, so tell us about the, uh, I'm going to get this wrong now, the need for speed. Ah, speed. No, that's speed for need. Speed. The need for speed is a movie. I was close. You have a need for speed. <laughs> <laughs> he, he has a speed for need. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm familiar with it, but tell us about it. Tell uh, the people that are listening about it. Okay, uh, so Speed for Need is a, uh, it's like as I said before, it's an organization that started with the men of F3 Nation. It started with uh, Will, his uh, F3 name is Nash, and Kevin, his F3 name is J.R. Tolkien. So what we do is we push riders with special needs and customized wheelchairs to help them participate in, um, and complete in fitness events. So what we had you know, found was that most of these 5Ks, 10Ks, half marathons, things like that, uh, are for organizations like Wounded Warriors or Cancers uh, of some sort or another. And um, the people that they're for can't actually participate in the race that is for them. Mm. Uh, so we said, well, let's find a way to get into the finish line. And, and so we worked with Hoyt. Uh, so Hoyt, it was one of the originals that came up with this idea. He was doing Ironman training. He had a special needs son that he couldn't get away to actually do enough uh, training to be competitive in it. So he created these uh, racing chariots that can be uh, converted where it hooks into your bike. Uh, there's a float for it, as well as the push part of it for the marathon that you can have people with special needs being involved as mm-hmm. well. So we, we partnered with them. We wound up getting uh, quite a few chairs uh, around the nation. They did uh, a lot of uh, donations to help us get this thing kickstarted. And um, now uh, we've had countless hundreds and hundreds and thousands of F3 packs across the nation that have participated in these uh, various items. So it is a true uh, living third experience. You can never finish first when you're in a speed for need race. You always have somebody in front of you and that's our track commander. So it's not about your own personal bravado. It's about getting you out there. And for some of these individuals, like my story for speed for need uh, with this starts with the understanding of these individuals spend 364 days a year. You know, most of them, you know, they're not well, the, many of them, you know, getting shots by doctors and in and out of the hospitals and um, dealing with chemo. And, um, you know, we lose our track commanders quite often to various illnesses that they have. It's pretty tough. Uh, but that one day, that they can get out there. Uh, we've got a race called the Sarcoma Stomp that is in Charlotte, North Carolina. But you know that that one day that 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 lady is in that um, in that vehicle, she said that that is her roller coaster ride because she can't go to the various right. theme parks. She can't do those things. Like that is her thirty five minutes of a roller coaster ride, and they smile from ear to ear. Whereas the rest of the time they're in so much pain and and knowing that they have terminal situations. So. Um, it's um, it's pretty significant uh, that we do. So it's not just running. Uh, also, for our ruckers that are out there, many of the events, I'll work with the parents, and if they want to participate with them but they don't run, um, I get my ruckers involved. And what 
what more precious cargo do you have to get to a finish line than an individual, right? You know, so it's not about that. It's not about that log. It's not about that 35 pound um, plate that you have in your pack. It's, it's getting that individual across the finish line with their parents and, and being out there. So um, I'm the director of expansion for Speed for Needs. So if anybody uh, is interested in talking any more about that, definitely reach out to me. Put a little plug out there for, the, for Speed for Need on that. John at speedfornee.org is my email. Um, we recently, last year, we expanded uh, to the Atlanta area. That team is on fire. Uh, so uh, we have Scott down there that is our chief operating officer on the board uh, who's, who's leading those those guys, they had 15 different races last year within their, their side of the house. Uh, I think he's got uh, 50 track commanders at this point is the numbers on here. Um, just really lightened up. They've, they've been out to five different regions getting this up and running. So, again, it's, a, it's an amazing first, second, and third F event with fellowship, with the, uh, the faith part of it, uh, and obviously the fitness. And also just want to announce uh, today, uh, officially, uh, we had our board of directors meeting last week and we are expanding again for 2023 so live on your broadcast uh we're going to be great uh expanding into the greater uh savannah region so that's going to be the low country of georgia uh we have leap potentials into northern florida to the jacksonville area obviously things like that so our director of operations down there is coffee bean uh also known as uh david in his real life uh but there's a whole crew of people down there that are going to get up and running. So they are now currently in the fundraising, fundraising phase. They're going to come up with uh, $20,000 to get the chairs because they're not cheap. They're four to 5,000 a piece. And we're going to get some more track commanders across the finish line. So if you've never participated guys in something like that, I know you also mentioned in some of your podcasts that you want to start going live and potentially go uh, on location. Yes. I'm going to toss this out there as a challenge for you guys. Let's get Speed for Need out there with y'all. Do a broadcast from our Speed for Need tent, and let's uh, let's get some track commanders across the finish line, and let's uh, let's get the High Impact Man podcast out there helping us with it. All right, I like it. Yeah, let's do it. I I, I saw I'm a, ready. I saw a promotional video. I think maybe last year for an event that that you guys did. Like someone put something out there, YouTube or maybe it was out on national, uh, maybe out on the nation Slack. I can't remember, but it was. It looked like an awesome event. I think I think maybe there was. Well, it is the fire that has kept me going within F3 as well. Um, uh, being honest with you, and most of the packs that I run with know this, I'm not a fan of running. Never have been. In soccer, I was a goalkeeper for that matter. <laughs> oh, yeah. so, um, for me, the uh, way I look at speed for need is I messed up the first bunch of years of my life, especially with the smoking. I've got some messed up lungs. Again, I've had to have a heart surgery, that kind of nonsense, just from being a, a chucklehead and a sad clown. Those, uh, those individuals in the chair in front of me, they're, they're, they are my heart. So they're, they're, they were what keeps me going, and I'm going to be their legs. So I get out and I train every morning and make sure that I can get those people across the finish line. I'll run hills for hill races. I'll run flats, you know, to, to get the speed for them. Uh, but uh, it is it is a definite game changer. And once you guys do this the first time, I bet you come back or I bet you try to expand up to the Pennsylvania area and, and get that in your organization up there too. Yeah, and so that's what I was going to ask. So you can volunteer and come to one of your events and just say, hey, I'm I'm willing to to push and run, get this get this person across the, the finish line or get them through the race? Or how's, how's that work for yes, someone sir. who wants experience it the first time? 
Yes, sir. Uh, absolutely. So we post our races online uh, at speedforneed.org uh, speed is our website. So we do post our races. Our calendar is being updated right now for the 2023 race schedule. Uh, so, for example, within the Savannah area, I think they have 12 races that they're going to be doing this year. Um, Atlanta region. Again, those guys are absolutely on fire right now. They'll probably have another 15 that they're going to throw out there. We have uh, races in South Carolina, Charlotte. I'm going to have one in Virginia in uh, April. And so those will all be posted out there. Anybody that's interested in joining in in one of those, it's going to have who the race queue is um, to be able to reach out to them on those and to come out to that location and, and help out. There's a little bit of safety training tied into it as well. Uh, obviously, there's insurance reasons. We're not. Speed for Need is not F3. So it is. Uh, there's a, a few different things. Obviously, we have logistics that are involved we have fixed assets so it's not like if you go to a beatdown in the morning and no one shows up and it's just you it's like oh well uh within speed for need if we've got four track commanders uh that need people to push you only have three people show up then it's a little bit different so uh we absolutely like to know who all is going to be there so we can we can set the logistics accordingly yeah, man that is a great thing and did i see in the, the, the that video i was referencing earlier that i saw for some of the longer races do, do you guys do it as like a relay fashion or we can. Yeah. yeah, we can. So some of the half marathons and full marathons. Now, some of our uh, some of our individuals have pushed the whole way. Even if you're pushing a 5K, you'd be surprised how difficult it is to push push that. I know yeah. um, I had a challenging situation with a uh, breast cancer awareness race where one of the ladies was on uh, steroids as well, just finished up with all our treatment treatments and was on steroids. And if you know anybody that's been on steroids, it has an effect on your body where you retain water and, and um, the size was a challenge. So as we mentioned at the beginning, my race weight's about 172. So I was right around that uh, at the time. And the person that I was pushing on this 5k was between 250 and 300. So, um, it, you you got to stay fit to do this kind of thing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there are people that uh, can, can beast mode out and just get that whole half marathon and or full marathon pushing the chair on their own. So. Yeah, I, I pushed uh, uh, my little uh, sort of 3.0, uh, 18 months old, and I went, I figured I'm going to go for a run, and, I, and we got a jogging stroller thing for the first time ever, my wife and I. We didn't have them when our kids were young, and, uh, and I, I think I only did two miles, and it was much harder. Yeah. Because you can't, oh, yeah. can't swing your arms. Yes. It's amazing Correct. what a difference there is running when you can't swing your arms. It's uh, fascinating. Uh, I think that this mm -hmm. con this idea of us uh, broadcasting live from one of these things is just just so uh, enticing to me. Yeah. Now I really want to do it. I want to do. I want to broadcast live from those. You know, GTEs, things like that. But I want to. But I want to run and push somebody. Well, of course, of course you do. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not a problem. Uh, Again, you know, I want to do live, so just hook up your GoPro, man. Yeah. Ooh. Oh. Spielberg, you're not here today. Do you remember the first beatdown you went to and you couldn't talk? <laughs> not sure how well that GoPro talking thing would go for me. Well, not a problem. You give it to the track commander to hold, right? Oh, so, I mean, let's, let's, let's stop thinking about the reasons why you can't and let's start getting into that. Well, I just have to be in better shape. I'm just talking about being able to talk and not breathe. You, know, you need to get down to your race weight of 172 pounds. Yeah, right. I need to get down to my race weight. <laughs> I'm trying to get through a half marathon on my own upcoming, not just pushing. But anyway, yeah, that's yeah. great, man. That, I, well, thank you for doing that. that that's yeah. so inspiring and motivational, uh, hopefully, for all the guys that are listening. That's fantastic. Yeah, and I pulled up your website. We'll, we'll try and get a link out to that on, uh, on our, um, our, our, our website and then also kind of get it linked into the, uh, the podcast when it gets posted. Yeah. So we'll make sure Spielberg knows about that when he gets it all set up. 
Yeah. Well, I got at least three, I appreciate it, guys. Three, three more areas I want to touch base with you here. First of all, um, sure. your faith. Uh, how does your faith impact what you do and all that stuff? So I'm actually third FQ here in Richmond, Virginia. We just actually started putting together the, uh, the SLT out this direction, or uh, reforming an SLT out here this direction. So uh, my personal faith, uh, I am Christian. Um, however, as a third FQ, I don't focus in on a singular religion. Um, F3 is not a Christian organization. It is a faith-based organization. Uh, so I study accordingly. Uh, I've, uh, I've read most of the great doctrines that are out there at this point in time. Uh, we do. We've had multiple virtual third F uh, queues where uh, we'll have you know, Buddhist and Christian texts talking about the similarities and differences between the religions. Uh, uh, Jewish individuals talking about uh, their pieces of the Old Testament, the Torah, and how things flow in there. Uh, on every Friday within the uh, Richmond area, I help lead something called Disciples Group, D Group, which is small. Oh, it's like, I would say it's not quite your shield talk, but it's a small group of guys. It's, it's small for a reason, three to four guys, um, that we cover the Bible, uh, from start to finish in chronological order. Uh, so it, you know, obviously starts with, uh, you know, the creation of everything and, and ends with Exodus. And we, it goes all the way through. So instead of reading it chapter by chapter and it bounces all over the place and it confuses some people, we actually, you may go, um, from a piece in the Old Testament to the piece in the New Testament that's talking about the Old Testament in a certain chronological time frame back to the Old Testament, but it follows how it actually flows in time frame itself. Um, but uh, that's every Friday we go through that. Uh, I was raised Irish Catholic uh, down in uh, actually Hampton, Virginia is where I, I spent most of my time with that. So very, uh, what's the best way to put it? Uh, very conservative in, in nature with the church experience itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went through CCD on Wednesday nights with the nuns. Got my uh, knuckles slapped more than once. Uh, I was a very energetic child today they would say that it was definitely adhd back then it was you were energetic and <laughs> needed to use the, the the knuckles smacked with the ruler uh-huh. uh but faith plays a large component of it uh i honestly found my way back into the church due to f3 as well uh once i got back into f3 to seeing the cot uh, hearing guys you know talking with guys i started going to waypoint there in uh the charlotte area where uh agony is you know Wes is the uh, the the preacher uh, there and uh, you know it's guys were in there Tolkien and, and Monkey Feet and Dread and Fia I mean it was it's probably the most fit church in in North America because <laughs> at the time that I was there six seventy seventy five percent F three and Fia was at the church and it was quite a few of us yeah uh, but yeah I found my way back into religion um, that way I, I was I was typical prodigal son and stepped away for a little bit and. Thought I had everything figured out in life, and realized I didn't. Yeah. And it was a uh, it was time to get back into uh, to the book. But um, I see religion as an individual choice. One of the things that I tell the the people within F three Nation and within um, the third F side of the house with the faith is man created religion, God didn't. So choosing your religion is your choice, but you need to follow something that is bigger than yourself. Um, so the, the divisions have been made by man. There is one God, and we, we all decided to look at him in a different way, and that's caused conflict. So embrace your brothers that have a difference in opinions and in ideas and listen to them. Um, 
don't just dismiss them because they don't see your direction as the only direction. So hope that makes sense. Yeah. No, thank you. Absolutely. Appreciate that. I, you know, I'm, I'm sure there are guys that would differ with that, but that's fine. Um, mm-hmm. Let me t- talk to me about uh, your exercise routine. So I know you, uh, you, you get ready for these races and stuff, but we'll let you like, what's your weekly uh, routine look like? The, the, how many times do you post a week and what do those workouts look like? Sure. As it stands today, uh, because I actually have another race, another half marathon coming up in February, most of my training is in running. Once February, once I finish that race in February, I'll be back to more of the boot camp style uh, cross-training workout. A lot of guys don't realize for the running, you need to keep a good core as well. Yeah. Uh, so within F3 itself, I'm posting absolutely every Friday at a location called Curry, and then Saturdays at a location that we call the Crucible. So the Crucible is a... Uh, location that we kicked off. Uh, I say we, it wasn't myself. Uh, uh, fellow packs here in Richmond kicked off at the Healing Place, uh, which is a drug and uh, re- a drug and addiction facility. So these people don't have cars, they don't have ways to get out. So we actually kicked off an AO at that location to uh, to try to pull some cyclones out of there and get them up and running, which has been tremendously successful. Uh, I'm very proud to be part of that piece of it but that's a boot camp style but what i do is i'll go out and i'll pre-run with those guys before the race uh, before the beat down itself do like two miles two and a half miles and then get to the run itself Uh, but you have to keep daily focus on it um it's running most mornings uh between i would say six and 13 miles uh, a day for running um i'll have a long run this weekend which will probably be about 14 miles um, i'm only doing half marathons so i'm not going to get into the big numbers that some of the other packs across the nation will hear this go, only 14 yeah i'm not running 70 to 80 miles a week i'm not doing marathons or ultras mm-hmm. so it's a it's a currently today it's twice a week for f3 i am posting every morning with other organizations or my training crews with running mm-hmm. and then uh, once february gets around it'll be uh, five days a week posting with f3 in the morning okay cool now um you had uh obviously been somewhat successful uh in your career even before f3 you admittedly were a bit of a workaholic and you know uh, pushing for the promotions and stuff like that. And, and F3 has kind of helped you get a little bit more uh, centered as far as your priorities and things like that. So how has F3 helped you in regard to uh, your leadership skills uh, and impacted you in the way the way you accomplish your work? The biggest impact that F3 has had with that is working with other packs that have been successful and hearing their ways of leading and it wasn't just a top-down mentality it was working with your individuals working with your teams that you have and understanding that you know they're as relevant as you are um, within your teams i did have a big challenge with that early on in my in my career of thinking that my idea was the only idea and the best idea period end of story and as i've you know some maturity, some calming down, obviously, but also working with uh, men with across F3 and helping invigorate that leadership component of myself. Uh, you know, being a team member and not a team uh, boss, so to speak. So every member of my organization now uh, could step in and take my position at any given point in time. I, I intentionally work with individuals that uh, are motivated as well in that scenario, but also not workaholic. I mean, if you are, 
if you are working to live instead of living to work, then you've, you've messed things up. And that's where F3 has helped me understand that, that, you know, I'm, I'm making money at work to help, um, to help pay for my other uh, addictions of, you know, food and shelter, so to speak, and not the other way. So uh, making sure that I am, that I can support my friends and family has become the bigger component of it. So uh, leading with team members that have that same mindset of, you know, they're not, they're, they're, they're here to help individuals versus here to make individuals do things. And, um, that's a big component when you think about it in the beatdowns in the morning, going back for the six, picking people up, bringing them up with you, uh, helping them through the various items. Now, obviously you're not making them do it, but you're motivating them to stay with you. No matter if it's an FNG that couldn't run a hundred yards, you know, I had, I had my, you know, my person that came back for me, I had, uh, course said, uh, you know, come back and, and make sure that he, he motivated me to finish. And I carry that into my work life. I carry that into my business life now yeah. as well. So you become more of a servant leader and you're preparing the next leaders. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that is something that has to be done. Yeah. That's great. Oh man. So do you have any other questions out before I ask no, a couple here? No, nothing I can think of. All right. So uh, Gypsy, um, two more questions. I always say that, then I sure. come up with a third and a fourth. But anyway, <laughs> I, I know that. Yeah. I know that about you. Yeah, so. <laughs> be ready. They're, they're follow up questions. They don't count. Kind of, yeah. So anyway, if you had a, if you've listened to podcasts before, you probably heard me ask this question. So anybody in, that you look up to that would be an inspiration, a hero, you know, it could be anybody, somebody from distant history or somebody now or whatever. Like, do you have uh, somebody that you would choose? Um. I would, I would have two. I would have, um, uh, my son and my daughter. Wow. They are my heroes. Um, they've had some challenges as well. Uh, I've moved them around just as much. They've, they've fought through it. Um, so my son's at, uh, at VMI right now, not a very easy curriculum. He's doing very well at this point. He's in his uh, third year there. Um, working to, to make sure he keeps his grades up as well as working to keep the, the finances up on that side of it to, to be able to go back to school and, and do what he needs to do. He was a, um, a D1 diver. Uh, so he was, you know, I, I challenged both of my children going through high school to take a sport and stay with it the entire way through just to finish, not to just be a sports or athletic person, but to, and it didn't even have to be a sport. It was a school activity uh, that they were going to have to be engaged in. And uh, my son had never, Ever done that? Was scared to death actually to to be able to to go off the, the diving board off the start, and he wound up getting a scholarship, uh, a D one scholarship for diving, uh, and uh, very proud of him for that. So, and then uh, my daughter uh, also went off to uh, she wanted to go to a, a private school, didn't have the funding to pay for it. Um, told her if you find it, if there's a way to do it, you'll find a way to do it, and uh, she worked through it, found a way to do it, graduated within four years. Um, Graduated with, I think, like less than 20000 in debt, even wow. with a private school uh, to be able to do that. She is 23 years old, has moved down to Florida, is, just got a promotion within the company that she works for. She's a, a vet tech, uh, so she is down there doing very well on that aspect. And um, I'm, I tell people all the time that the mistakes I was making uh, in my youth that I look to my daughter, uh, Madeline, and she's the reason why I turned things around. 
So if it wasn't for her, I, I'd be a knucklehead that would have been out on the street, possibly in jail and doing other stupid things. So uh, absolutely, my two kids are my heroes, hands down. Wow, that's awesome. No one's ever chosen their kids. I think no, that's great. But it's, yeah. I, I can see it and understand because, like, yeah. you're, you're, sometimes your kids just – and do inspire you, right? That sometimes their their resilience and some of the stuff they pull off, yep. it's like wow, like you, you underestimate them, their abilities, yeah, and, they, uh, <laughs> and they, they they can blow you away with what they can accomplish. Just trying to be good enough for them right. has kept me straight and narrow. Uh, but. Yeah, I don't know where I'd be without them, so they have to be my heroes. Yeah, well, you're motivated inspired by your responsibility for them. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Sure. All right, sure. so you, you clearly are uh, a, a hard charger, right? Motivated yeah. uh, guy. Um, <laughs> and uh, your story is certainly uh, sort, of, sort of motivational and inspiring, I think, for the guys that are listening to this. Um, but this is your chance to speak to the men of America directly. What is your message for the men of America? Uh, my message for the men of America is be a disruptor. You know, in general, be a disruptor. Don't settle for status quo. We were never put on this earth to settle for status quo. Uh, if you are, you're just, you're sitting stagnant. Uh, we were meant to explore. We were meant to push ourselves. We were meant to uh, find that next big thing out there. And you can't do that if you're just settling for the status quo. If you're saying things like, I've always done this like this before, You've lost your way. And F3 and organizations like F3 help you recenter yourself, find your sense of cut, and be able to, to go that next direction. But uh, whether it's going into a new region, whether it's going into a new job, whether it's going into a new season in life, don't settle for average. Don't settle for status quo. Be that disruptor. Push it. What didn't work 10 years ago might be the perfect time to do it today. We have a little bit more knowledge to know how to do it. So uh, always, always be looking for how you're going to uh, selectively and creatively disrupt what is happening on a status quo today. That's my message for sure. Yeah, great message, man. And I would say... That's a good reason to have New Year's resolutions. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and when this it airs on January 2nd, it's not too late, guys. You can still make those still, resolutions. That's right. You can still Be make. resolute. Uh, yeah, and, and QSARS would say there, the status quo doesn't even exist because if you're not going forward, you're going backward. You're never yeah, right. staying the same. That's... Um, <laughs> But always be challenging yourself. That's what I hear from you there, man, is like always be challenged yourself. Always keep pushing forward, yes. uh, striving for excellence, you know, uh, constantly. Um, you never know where the limits are. Correct. Yeah. And you won't You won't know if you're standing still. That is true. you got to push. That is true. We were meant to move, man. Well, Gypsy, thanks, man. I really appreciate you being on here. You truly are a high-impact man. You have an impact. And not only – I mean, your concentric is kind of wide, right? A lot of guys, it's just their local, their family, their friends – and maybe a little bit in their community or workplace. Um, you've expanded uh, beyond that, obviously, F3 Nation, but also uh, with the Speed for Need uh, organization, uh, you're making an impact on lives uh, all across the country. So um, God bless you, man. Thank you for that. What a way to kick off 2023, man. First yeah. episode of the year. I appreciate it. Look, awesome. I look forward to seeing you all out at that race, guys. Yeah, we're yeah. not kidding. Keep I want to do it. Yeah, we, yeah we, we'll have to work out some details, dates, yeah. and pick a race, and yeah. Absolutely. Well, I got 
I got that AOL email address from y'all now, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm my email you, address. I'll be, I'll be sending you the schedule, and, and uh, I'll be trying to headlock you into a few of those. Yeah, no problem. Like like Dialup said, I'm technologically. Not the first time someone's busted on your AOL <laughs> I don't. I still don't get. I really don't understand why. Because you're I mean, technolo- like a, technologically impaired. I don't know. It's just an email address. <laughs> does, uh, it, does it still say you got mail? I don't really know. I've never I, heard his phone say that. But no, I haven't. No, it does <laughs> not. It does not. It does not. <laughs> a little spin <laughs> comes up. It might if I maybe you can make it do that, but I haven't. No, it doesn't do that. Uh, <laughs> okay. All right. Too thanks, much. Gypsy. And, uh, and, I appreciate and, you guys. Enjoy, hey, yeah, stay solid, man. Enjoy Peace. your trip down to Florida. Yeah, thanks, man. Absolutely. You All guys right. stay out of trouble. Talk to you. Peace out. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I would like to thank our guests for joining us and sharing their story of becoming a high-impact man. More information and resources can be found at highimpactman.com. If you like this podcast, please consider following us on our social media pages or email us at him at highimpactman.com. That is H-I-M at highimpactman.com. The High Impact Man podcast has a new episode every week, and you can find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcast platforms. Have a great week, everyone. That was good.